you want victory, you can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder of Weirs Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. If you would please open your Bibles to Paul's letter to the church in Colossae, Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, we're going to begin in verse 17, Colossians 3.17 is where we start. This is God's Word. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and don't be bitter toward them. Children, Obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they won't become discouraged. Slaves, obey your human masters in everything. Don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but work wholeheartedly, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, Do it from the heart, as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for whatever wrong he has done, and there is no favoritism. Masters, deal with your slaves justly and fairly, since you know that you too have a master in heaven. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. Please recall that the chapter and verse divisions were added later. They are not inspired. But the word of God is inspired. It is God-breathed, and we need to receive it as such. We are told that whatever we do, in word or in deed, we're to do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That is foundational to what we're going to read in the next verses. The way that we're to live our lives is to be an expression of thanksgiving, of gratitude to God. If you are not thankful this morning, there's something wrong with you. You say, no, 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 there's something wrong with my circumstances. I stubbed my toe. I was hoping to play outdoors and it's raining. Whatever. 
It's not the circumstances that need fixing. The circumstances are an opportunity for you to recognize that your perspective is off. In the previous passage we looked at, the Apostle Paul reminds us that we are to set our minds not on things below, but on things above. We're to recognize our position in Christ, who is seated at the right hand of the Father in glory. And if our orientation is on all this stuff down here, we're off. It's not about our circumstances. It's about our perspective. So again, if you're not thankful this morning, change that. Well, give me something to be thankful for. You're not in hell. If you think some horrible experience you're having in this life is hell on earth, no, it's just a warning. And if you're not in hell this morning, and you're not if you're listening to me, they don't play my sermons in hell. (laughs) But the fact is, because we are not in hell this morning, all of us have got something to be thankful for. And so Paul tells us that we are to do everything, everything, in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That said, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Now, to some in our culture, that is just scandalous. How in the world can this still be in the Bible? That obviously is just a carryover from patriarchal times, and this should not be taken seriously because the Bible makes it very clear that in Christ there is no male or female. There is no Jew or Greek, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. And now Paul's talking as if those distinctions are still real. No, in Christ, there is no difference. But in this life, we have an assigned role. And so, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself. That's Philippians 2. The reason that Paul has to tell wives in Colossae to submit to their husbands is because it doesn't come naturally. If you go all the way back to Genesis, when the curse is given, part of the curse is the wife's desire for her husband. You mean women aren't supposed to desire men? No, the wording used there is only used in one other place in Genesis. It's in the next chapter. When God describes sin's desire to conquer Cain. And Cain is told, but you must master it. And God had said in the previous chapter, as part of the curse, that the woman would have this desire for the man, but the man would rule over her. Meaning, there's going to be a power struggle. There's going to be a desire to dominate. And you know what we have to do with those desires? 
Put them to death. We have to recognize that it's not about equality and value. You may even be more intelligent than your husband. But don't get too proud about it because you married him. But here's the thing. It's not about intelligence. It's not about spiritual value. It's about assigned roles. When I pull up to the intersection, we don't look around to see who's got the biggest vehicle. It's a matter of, A, who got there first, and if they both got there at the same time, the one on the right has the right of way. That's the law. Well, I don't see why we ought to have laws like that. Well, it's so we don't have fights and accidents all the time at intersections. It's called the rules of the road. Someone has to defer. Suppose every time I came to the intersection, we looked to see whose vehicle was most expensive, or who's got the newest vehicle, or who's got the prettiest vehicle. What if somebody has an antique and it's really pretty and worth more than a vehicle that's new? Well, I think we ought to make an exception. No, let's just make this real simple. The person who gets to the intersection first has the right of way. If two get there at the same time, the one on the right goes first. If somebody's making a left turn, they go last. Okay? That's, that's just the rules of the road, and we avoid a lot of conflict if we know and we follow the rules of the road. Well, let me give you the rules of the road in the home. The husband is supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be the one setting the course. I didn't make that up. The husband is supposed to lead. The wife is supposed to defer, submit, not become brainless. No, I, I, I don't know anything, uh, whatever he says. That's not what's called for. It's submission, not stupidity. But it means if one person wants to go right and the other one wants to go left, which one's the husband? Uh, the one who wants to go left. Okay, well, that's it. But I think it's better to go right. Okay, fine. You're entitled to your opinion, but you're not in charge. Is that clear? So wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. You don't just do it because he's bigger than I am. Not always. You submit as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and don't be bitter toward them. If I recall correctly, some other translations are going to suggest and don't embitter them. Okay? Given the fact that I'm not a Greek scholar, I will simply submit to you that either one would be bad. In other words, you're supposed to treat your wives with love. And when Paul gives us a fuller description of this in the letter to the Ephesians, which is kind of the parallel letter to this one, he says, you are to love your wife as Christ loved the church and laid down his life for her. 
How much are you supposed to love your wife? To the point of dying for her. That's pretty extreme. Yeah. Because your job, husband, is not just to be a good leader. I'm going to research this on Google and then I'm going to make sound decisions. Oh, that is, that is this deep, okay? Do that, that's fine. But don't stop there. The idea is you're going to put her needs ahead of your own to the point of being willing to die in order to meet her needs. Jesus is the way that the husband is supposed to love the wife. It's supposed to be like Jesus. And the wife is supposed to submit to her husband, not because he's smarter or better or more spiritual or stronger, but because God says so. And therefore, it is fitting in the Lord to do what God says and let him take the lead. Folks, let me take just a moment to encourage you to go on the internet and visit the website of Wares Valley Ranch. For over 20 years, the ranch has provided a loving home environment for children who have a problem that they did not create. It may be a health crisis on the part of a parent or even the death of a parent. Often, it's the death of a marriage, leaving a single parent struggling to care for the children while working one or more jobs to provide for their support. Sometimes, it's a parent who struggles with alcohol or drug addiction, or even a case where one or both parents are in prison. These children are not the problem. They're not delinquents. They're simply caught in difficult circumstances. I hope you'll help us provide these little ones with the opportunity for hope and healing in a Christ-centered environment. You may know a child that needs our services as well. Please visit WVR to learn more. That's wvr.org. To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Why are you to obey your parents? Because this pleases the Lord. Who are you trying to please ultimately? Not your parents, but the Lord. Therefore, if you are in a situation where you have to choose between what your parents say and what the Lord says, what are you supposed to do? Submit to the Lord. Because that is the whole reason for submitting to your parents. Likewise, wives, if you're ever in a situation where the husband is trying to get you to do something that is disobedience to God, remember, no one has authority to require what God forbids or to forbid what God requires. So, whether it is your boss, whether it is your parent, whether it is your husband, whether it is the government, if anybody is trying to get you to do something that God says is not okay, you don't do it. Better to die than to sin. And if they're trying to forbid you doing what God commands, you obey God. Remember Daniel, who was forbidden to pray to anybody but the king for 30 days. 
Daniel just went back to his abode and continued doing what he'd always done, and that is praying three times a day. He just he didn't say, well, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to start praying. He was already praying. He just kept on doing the right thing. So, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. The goal is to please the Lord. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they won't become discouraged. What if my dad is exasperating me? Okay, well then he's out of line, but your job is to obey in order to please the Lord. But he's exasperating me. I'm so glad you know that word. But, but the fact is, your job is not his job. Nor is it his coach. Nor is it his judge. Your job is to do your job. And God will deal with those who do wrong. Verse 25, the wrongdoer will be paid back for whatever wrong he has done, and there is no favoritism. Whether you're a husband or a wife, whether you are a parent or a child, whether you are an employer or an employee, God is the judge, and he will deal with all of us. So we don't need to be concerned about how everybody else is doing. I think that person's online. Well, they may be out of line. Where are you? Well, I just was standing over here in order to get a better view. Uh, yeah, but you're not in line yourself, are you? Well, boy, you always turn it around on me. <laughs> Slaves, obey your human masters in everything. Don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but work wholeheartedly, fearing the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Is that a good description of the way you do your work? Doing your work wholeheartedly, fearing the Lord. Not just when people are watching. The speed limit sign has one level of conviction for me. A highway patrol car parked over on the side of the road with a guy and a radar gun, has a whole different level of conviction for me. Can you relate? All of a sudden, when the enforcer is there, I want to be sure and comply. It is amazing how even people who are not speeding hit the brake when they see a police car. Okay? Because of all the times we are speeding. All right? And we want to be sure we're not doing it. I mean, I've, I've done it before both the speeding and the slowing down when I wasn't speeding. I've done both. Because it's just a reflex. And God says, you're not supposed to approach life like that. You're supposed to know that God sees everything all the time, and therefore, all the time, you should be doing good work. You should be working wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. I'm not doing this for my boss I'm doing this for my Lord. My boss may never even know about it, but God will. I still have to remember that. I still have to remember every day that the Lord sees what I'm doing. And if nobody else knows, God does. I would like sometimes some recognition. I'd like for somebody to know. 
Excuse me, I, I, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, did you see that? I, I did that. I, I really, I, I went to great pains to do that. It took a lot of time and effort, but, but I, I did that. God sees. God sees. Are you doing it for him? Or are you doing it for the applause? Are you doing it for him or are you doing it for a promotion? Are you doing it for him or are you doing it for a paycheck? Why are you doing what you're doing? We're supposed to be living our lives and conducting ourselves in relationship with others always with an eye toward what God sees. Wives, the reason you're to submit it's fitting in the Lord. It's pleasing Him. Husbands, you're supposed to love your wives as unto the Lord because of the way He loved us. Children, you're supposed to obey the parent, your parents because this pleases the Lord. Parents, you're not supposed to exasperate your children because God sees. Whatever's going on, are you doing it for the Lord? Because if so, It'll make a difference in your performance. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that it doesn't matter anyway. Is that what it says? Knowing, verse 24, that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. Did you hear that? God is promising you that he will reward you. Not he might reward you, he will reward you. You do it for him and he will reward you. Wouldn't that be a wonderful change if we just remembered that? I want you to say, this will pay off. This will pay off. Try that one more time. This will pay off. It will. God says so. God says you will receive, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for whatever wrong he's done, and there's no favoritism. God isn't just going to reward some people. He's going to reward everyone according to what they've done. Therefore, masters, deal with your slaves justly and fairly, since you know that you too have a master in heaven. This is a culture where in many of the cities there were more slaves than there were free people. And many of the early Christians were slaves. And some of them had good masters. Some of them had Christian masters. And some of them had horrible pagan masters who treated them like property. You know what? God sees. And if you do what God says, you will be rewarded. And if you don't, Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. God promises that he will deal with those who mistreat you. Hear me. God promises that he will deal 
with those who mistreat you. Therefore, the Bible tells us, don't ever try and seek vengeance against someone else. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And if you think you can do something unkind to someone else and get away with it, because they can't do anything about it. Let me just tell you, they don't have to. God sees, and you better get things right with Him. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at wvr.org.